Hello, my socially responsible and ever-evolving tribe, and welcome to Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids Education Podcast. My name is Michelle Person, and we are on our journey. We are rethinking, re-examining, and re-educating ourselves and our children. Last week, we talked about being woke in the classroom, what it looks like, what it doesn't look like, and how to advocate for one at your child's school. This week and for the next few weeks, we will be digging into specific subjects at school. Reading, writing, math, social studies, the arts. What does it mean to be woke in all of these subjects? This week, what does it mean to be woke in reading class? What tools do you need to support your woke reader at home? Our guest today is a master reading teacher, Andrea Baysmore. She is a woman who became so frustrated with the lack of representation in our schools and the very rigid traditional ways in which she was being forced to teach that she started her own school. My favorite quote from Frederick Douglass is, once you learn to read, you will be forever free. How free are you? How free are our kids? And oh yeah, are you woke? injustice exists in the world. We know it permeates every aspect of society, including education. Last week, we talked about how it impacts the overall classroom setting. And this week, we are specifically looking into how it impacts reading instruction. My guest, Andrea Baysmore, is here to talk about what solid instruction looks like so you can spot it when you see it and demand it when you don't. Andrea, thank you so much for stopping by and talking to our listeners about what great reading instruction looks like. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Um, Can you give the listeners a little bit of more background about who you are and how you started? Sure. Um, So uh, I am Andrea Baysmore. I own the Black Apple Virtual School, um, as well as the Black Black Apple um, Company. Um, so the Black Apple Virtual School is a virtual school that's for K through ninth grade. Um, we teach uh, all the core subjects, reading, math, science, and social studies. Um, and we also teach uh, uh, subject interest-based um, teaching, um, similar to like eclectic homeschooling. Um, so eclectic homeschooling is letting kids uh, focus on what they want to learn um, and teaching them through that. Um, so that's a little bit of what I do. Um, I uh, have taught for seven years. This is my second year owning a school and teaching pre-K through ninth grade. Um, but uh, we've got really great um, success rates, um, closing on about four years of reading and math um, growth during the pandemic. Um, so just really thankful to be here. Well, that, I mean, that's amazing. Talk to me a little bit about Mm -hmm. what it was like to be a teacher very early on in their career and make the decision, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to start something different. I want to start my own. I think it's important to hear what led you to deciding to start your own school. Yeah. um, So I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, Even when I was younger, um, I would um, play dentist at 
school and actually like I would charge kids to pull their teeth out in first grade um and I would charge them a quarter and I would pull four four people's teeth out um Monday through Thursday and Friday I would buy an ice cream which is a dollar um so that was literally my first business um in first grade and I got in trouble for it uh but um I've just I've just very I've just always um kind of looked for the second way um looked to go against the grain I come from a long line of educators and uh so basically, I knew that I was going to um, do something different when I was starting to utilize like hip hop and education, um, uh, remixing, you know, songs very similar to like what you see on like TikToks and things like that before they went viral or anything. Um, but I just felt a really big connection with teaching. Um, I still teach. I still talk to my first class ever. Um, some of them are actually my students now in my own school which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, uh, my second year of teaching, I had the exact same, you know, testing rates as 20-year uh, teachers. And so I knew I was doing something right. And I knew if I, in my second year, I could get those scores. Well, what's, you know, what's to say happens next? Um, so I just started uh, doing things that were different in school and started getting really high test scores. Um, and then the pandemic came and I was like, well, it's either now or never. And so I chose now. I completely understand that. I made a lot mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. pandemic that I was like, you know what? It's now or never. Um, so that's yep. an amazing <laughs> journey that you've had there. Um, you spoke to mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to, with the, the way in which you approach learning, the different things that you implemented, that you were seeing go- scores and gains, um, particularly in reading yeah. and, and math that veteran teachers who had been learning their craft for years and years were just now approaching. So can you talk to Mm -hmm. uh, the listeners about what does good reading instruction look like? How did you get those great, those great reading scores? Um, So uh, good reading instruction um, really takes place um, with the foundation of phonics. Um, I found that out at a conference event um, for black teachers. Um, It was, uh, I was teaching uh, third grade at, the time and um it was really the first time that I could network with high school teachers and pre-k teachers and I was seeing um high school teachers not know how to teach their ninth and tenth graders how to read um because they had had gaps um and uh I had seen in my third grade um students not know how to read um and so I realized that the really big you know missing point was pre-k and kindergarten instruction um, uh, pre-K, uh, kinder first and second. Um, so I really wanted to focus on those years uh, and figure out why are we failing so much in those key areas. And a lot of it is not understanding how uh, phonics works. Um, now about, uh, let's see, 2008, um, New York City Public Schools um, uh, got with Lucy Culkin's um, and kind of did away with phonics instruction. And that kind of led to the, the history of a huge gap of kids not learning how to read very well. Um, and we now know that that data is really faulty. Lucy Calkins did that data does not work. Um, what works is phonics. Um, so any good um, reading program is going to start out with a very, very strong phonetic program. So understanding what... Um, what letter sounds are, 
what um, uh, what three letters, um, a CBC, uh, consonant, vowel, consonant, how that makes um, a word, um, and then getting into um, harder diagraphs and knowing those phonics rules. All of my kids uh, who are learning to read know the phonetics rules and know which words are obviously sight words um, and words, what words they can sound out. Um, so that allows them to be really great readers. That is, it is so funny when you were saying, oh, when you mentioned first off Lucy Calkins, because I'm definitely familiar, been, uh, and then when you mentioned the phonics, yeah. the phonics debate, like I, I have to say it was before even 2008. I remember when I was, yeah. in and I'm a little bit older mm -hmm. than you actually have the paper that I wrote in undergrad uh, when I was advocating. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wrote it in probably my yeah. year, so it was about it was about 2000. Um, and there was a huge rage yeah. at the time that I was entering education um, about phonics uh -huh. versus whole language. And Lucy Calkins essentially is, is kind of a whole language proponent. And, and what that means is, uh, parents, if you're not familiar, is that there is, you can, like, teaching children reading by breaking down the sounds and teaching them each individual sound and then teaching them the rules for putting those sounds together uh -huh. versus the idea that children will learn how to read by just being exposed to it and they'll pick it up organically. Um, and so, right. you know, there was a, there's a, there's a huge debate, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And I, and I, and I agree with Andrea. Um, one of the things that they, what they have found is particularly for our children. Um, if you don't yeah. give them that systematic phonics instruction, um, they are not, because our speech pattern is different. Our informal relaxed okay. speech pattern is very different than our Caucasian brethren. And because of that, right. the rules, we don't pick them up as easily. The rules, we don't, because we don't, we don't speak that way. So if you want us to be able mm -hmm. to read books the way that they are written and not the way in which we speak, um, you have to make sure mm -hmm. you explicitly teach us the rules. And a lot of these programs had done away with, like, like Andre mentioned, strong core phonics programs. And so I'm so glad to hear you. First off, I'm so glad to hear someone that A is Teach for America, Teach for Fellow Teach for America alum, um, mm -hmm. who is also a, a, of a little bit younger generation, recognize the importance of phonics because yeah. you see that. So I'm so happy to hear that that's, that shift is happening for some of us in education. Um, but also, Absolutely. yes, that, that you're using it with your students. Um, so parents, um, you might be in a school where you hear your, hear your, your child's teacher talk to you about readers, writers workshop, or, you know, you know, and, and all the work, uh, and, and the daily five, um, you know, those are very popular programs that are, that are in some of our traditional public schools. Do your research, Google those terms, the daily five readers, writers workshop, but, and make sure you're asking, um, your teachers, um, you know, this is great. What are you doing to supplement to make sure they're learning, they're having strong phonics instruction? Um, that's a recommendation that I would have um, as you're looking for those instructional strategies that produce strong readers with our children. Andre, I'm going to ask you, what three things do you think that, um, what are the top three things the teacher who instructs a diverse group of kids, meaning mostly black and brown learners, what should what the, what are the top three things that you think a teacher should be doing if that is your primarily class makeup? Yeah. Um, so the first thing um, that I tell teachers to do to get um, is uh, contact your district to make sure that you guys have RASCIS. Um So RASCIS is a program. 
Say that one more time. Contact Raz, Raz Kids. Uh, con- Raz Kids. R A Z K I D S. Yep. Um, so uh, Raz Kids is a program that I use in my school. I've actually bought the um, the curriculum myself when my district didn't. Um, so that is the number one thing that is going to allow uh, for you to have access to um, not only uh, just books in English, English um, books in all different types of languages. Um, so we use Raskids for our foreign language um, at our school, um, but it will give kids decodable readers um, that will allow them to uh, read at their uh, um, individual level, um, pre-K through about um, uh, fifth or sixth grade. Um, and so what that does um, is it allows you to start at the beginning at very um, like pre-reader books, you know, the kind of books, uh, Jack and Jill, What Up the Hill type books, um, rhyming. Uh, um, they've also got folk tale books as well. Um, but the reason why I say go to Raz Kids um, is because uh, that will last you the duration of uh, a child's um, uh, reading development, especially if they're younger. Um, they do a really good job um, with culturally responsive teaching. So um, a l- earlier on when you were getting books that your kids were just learning to read, um, they uh, probably didn't have a lot of characters that looked like them, um, didn't have uh, characters that were doing activities that reflected what kids wanted to do. Um, but Rats Kids does a very good job at making sure that uh, their materials are really culturally relevant and responsive and reflective of our kids' backgrounds. Um, so I definitely um, uh, have all kids do that. Um, uh, so make contact your district. Um, don't pay out of pocket like I did. Contact your district and tell them that this is what works. Um, so if you're in the classroom, you can print the books. I use it virtually, so I assign my kids books, um, and it gives all everything that I would need, the quiz, it's got the audio, um, and so it's the best program on the marketplace uh, for reading education. Um, I just want to jump in and say, parents, um, Raz Kids, you can buy it individually if your school doesn't provide it, like she mentioned that she did. Uh, you definitely should ask and see if the school provides a subscription. A lot of schools do. Um, it, the, the program overall is, is Reading A to Z. Um, so you can Google reading a to z.com um, and Raz Kids. They have a bunch of actually a, a different subsets of the reading a to z program. They have Raz Kids. They have Sprout Science, Science Sprout. They, I mean, they have a, it's a large, there's a lot there. And she is very right. Um, the diversity has gotten better um, as the years have gone. Yes. So that's definitely a, a strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you're a parent looking to purchase it by yourself, um, get in with a group of parents. Um, the subscription costs about uh, $120 for a year, um, but it's very well worth your money. And if, you know, um, funds are limited, um, go and do a buy-in with a group of people. Um, uh, it's, it's much cheaper that way. Um, so my second recommendation uh, for reading instruction uh, is uh, to make sure that kids reflect themselves in um, the literature with high quality text. Um, so the difference here um, is uh, your kids aren't going to fall in love reading um, with Raz kids. It's going to teach them how to, to read. Um, and then eventually when they get into third grade and learn uh, read to learn, um, it'll have a plethora of books that are available. 
but they're never, they're not going to fall in love with reading, doing this. Um, so, um, I highly recommend getting Kindle Unlimited books. Um, it's 10, uh, it's a $10, um, for a subscription per month. Um, and you'll actually see with Kindle Unlimited, they have a lot of, um, BIPOC authors, um, on a wide variety of topics. Um, that kids will get to learn from. Uh, seeing yourself in reflected in uh, learning is really important. So uh, uh, when kids see themselves reflected, they want to continue to learn to read and love to read. The earlier kids can see themselves reflected, the earlier they're going to want to love to read. Yeah, that's 100%. The, the, the reason that this all started, this podcast, this, everything that you know, mm-hmm. like me presents does, it started out of just like me books and just like me books started out of my desire to <laughs> fill the gap um, to make sure that there mm-hmm. was diverse literature. So in addition to Kindle Unlimited, please 100% go to justlikemepresents.com, click the just like me book section, click the just like me pick section, because we also have a wide variety. I have books that I've written that are on the just like me book section, but like um, Andrea mentioned, kids need a wide variety of books that they can pick from so they can see themselves represented. And there are a plethora of authors who have written some really great books, um, you know, all the way from um, educational to uh, fiction to science related on the just like me pick page for that same reason, because our kids need options. Um, So I love that. So after we teach them the actual how to read, let's make sure that they know um, that they see themselves in what they're reading. Um, What's your third, what's your third takeaway? I'm loving your tips. My third, my third tip uh, is for kids to find their genre. Um, uh, So I, um, I really didn't see myself reflected in literature um, growing up. Um, but what I did really love were short stories. Um, so chicken, uh, for chicken for soup for soul or whatever it's called. That was like my book, um, in my series growing up reading. Um, and, um, I've always been someone who is really interested in nonfiction and stories and podcasts. Um, and so that is what I naturally gravitated towards. Um, I still today, I'm not a fic- uh, fiction reader. I don't like reading fiction. Um, and that's okay. Um, but allowing kids to find their genre, find their niche will allow them, uh, to develop a better sense of self. Um, a lot of my students really like, um, anime, mangas, and so they created their own anime, their own mangas. Um, and, uh, that has allowed them to develop their own sense of community, sense of self. It's not what I would read, but that's okay. Um, it's, it's not always about you. Um, uh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I was actually going to add on like the, it's okay if they don't want to read what you want to read as long as they're reading. Yeah. And I was actually going to bring up the anime books and, you know, some kids really just really are in the comic books and, um, you know, some books I've had, I had a boy in my class who would only read books about football statistics. I didn't care. He was reading. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. So uh-huh. let them read what exactly. they have to read and let them read as much of it as they want. Um, you definitely send yes. RAS Kids as a possible, as a, as a resource slash curriculum. Are there any curriculums that you, any other curriculums are, uh, that you recommend? Um, for reading, um, a, a really great phonics curriculum that we implement in our school. It's very hard to find because um, it just discontinued with print. Um, but I'm sure they'll kind of get back into circulation is Saxon Phonics. 
um, sex and phonics kindergarten, first and second grade um, is probably the best phonics program that I know of um, off the back of my hand. Um, reason is they have really great hands-on activities for each, um, for explaining the different components of phonics. Um, uh, so, um, uh, explaining, you know, why your, why your voice sounds the way it sounds when it makes certain letters and, uh, doing so in a creative hands-on way. There's no curriculum that I found on the market that does that great of a job with phonetic skills that anyone could pick up and read and instruct their child. Um, uh, so that is my go-to phonics program. Um, like I said, it's kind of hard to find. Um, you can find it on eBay. Uh, they just went out of print, but I'm sure they'll get it back into circulation um, soon or just find it at a discount bookstore. Uh, they should have at least one of the phonics programs um, at either first grade or second grade. Kindergarten is the hardest to find. Um, but uh, you can kind of scroll the internet and it's out there. Okay. That's a great recommendation. Saxon is, is, a, is a big player out there. There are lots of schools that have Saxon math, um, you know, so, and, and yes, you can definitely find uh, some stuff like the, you're right. The Saxon, the Saxon phonics is harder, but you never know if you find on eBay, contact some of the people who are selling mm -hmm. math stuff and they might have contacts and maybe they can help you find some Saxon, some Saxon phonics stuff. Are there any, tell me, are there any free resources that you can recommend for parents? Yeah. So there's the Florida um, Center for Research Center. Um, Florida Center, SCRC. I can't remember what the second C stands for. Um, but if you do SCRC or Florida Research Center Phonics, um, there is a whole scope and sequence of um, free phonics principles um, that uh, University of Florida uh, uh, created. Um, uh, so they're all hands-on activities that you can print out and do with your kids. Um, it covers um, everything that you would need to be able to read. Um, uh, so really covering covering K through second grade skills um, for uh, being able to teach phonics and it goes in sequence. So you just, you know, print out the next um, item and you keep them moving. Um, I also like to do the um, literacy first test. Um, you can just Google it literacy first. Um, I do that assessment with all of my students um, to see where they are um, for their phonics skills. Um, so that's where I tell parents to start out with because if there's a gap in reading, there's probably a gap in phonics. Um, so you always start there. Um, obviously, a local library is uh, been, uh, a really great resource. Um, so lots of people always skip on the library, but um, uh, the library has lots of resources um, for kids to explore, um, not only just with reading, but any other resource material that you may need. Um, so always um, uh, look at what your local library has and um, see how they can help you out too. Awesome. Is there a way if a parents want to reach out and learn more about the Black Apple School or ask you more questions? How can listeners get in contact with you? Yeah, so we're at the at Black Apple for Ed on all social media platforms. Um, so at Black Apple, those two words, the number four in ED for education. Um, you can also email me at Andrea Baysmore at the blackapple.org. Uh, or message me on any of our social media handles. And um, if I don't run it, uh, someone can get in contact with me um, and they'll shoot your, your way uh, to me. So uh, that's probably the best way to get, get in touch with me. 
Parents, I hope you were listening. Educators, I hope you were listening. Um, and because Andrea dropped a lot of a lot of nuggets, a lot of great information, a lot of great resources. Thank you so much for your time, Andrea, and we really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Students with strong reading skills score better in math and science and are two times more likely to be college and career ready meaning they won't have to spend thousands of dollars on remedial classes in their secondary education, and they are significantly less likely to be incarcerated. We know the stats, and now you have some tools in your tool belt to take action so we can change this narrative. Show notes and resources to all the awesome things Andrea mentioned are on our Facebook page, www.justlikemepresents.com. Hop over to the page, Just Like Me Presents, join and tell us which one of the tips you found most helpful and which one you might like more information about. Share this podcast with other parents and educators in your circle and hit subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. Thank you again to our guest, Andrea Baysmore, for stopping by to chat with us. Join us next week where we'll be talking about woke writing instruction. Reading is only the first step. Our students are being asked to write more and more at younger and younger ages. Next week, we'll be exploring strategies and techniques to help support. Thanks again for listening. And remember, if our children can see it, they can achieve it. Parents, are you frustrated with traditional education? I was. Educators, are you struggling to find inclusive academic content that represents your students? I know the feeling. That is why I created Just Like Me Presents. Just Like Me Presents is a multimedia production and development company that stresses the importance of literacy, culturally relevant teaching materials, and active learning experiences. Check out our culturally responsive books and supplemental curriculums on our website, www.justlikemepresents.com. In the Just Like Me book and Just Like Me pick sections, your child will be amazed at how many books they can choose from where the characters look like them. They've never had math explained the way we do with Remember Through Rhyme, and I can guarantee the history we share and meanwhile in Africa isn't taught in any traditional public school. Let us help you get the tools you need to rewrite your child's education and set them on a path to success. If you have a child in kindergarten through fifth grade, trust me, you'll want to check us out. I think you're going to love our programs and the long-lasting positive impact they will have on your child. Our programs help students develop a strong sense of self, affirm their identities, and encourage critical thinking and entrepreneurship skills. Head on over to the website now at www.justlikemepresents.com and help empower your child to become the best version of themselves. And remember, if our children can see it, they can achieve it.